Hello, I'm Jason Solomons and welcome to Meet the Producer, the podcast that puts the art, craft and business of producing in the spotlight as I talk to film and TV producers about their work and careers to learn how they approach the many facets of their job so that you and I can better go about ours. This is the second season of Meet the Producer, again brought to you with the support of the Production Guild of Great Britain and sponsored this time by Production Service Network, PSN. Production Service Network facilitate physical production and access to incentives worldwide. The network taps producers into local production knowledge and expertise spanning more than 100 countries to determine where to best achieve the creative vision of film and HETV projects on budget. Visit productionservicenetwork.com. This second season of Meet the Producer puts the focus on awards season, as many of my guests will be in the race for nominations, for Guild Awards and sometimes for the most prestigious prizes the industry has to offer. So we'll be finding out what effect that can have and how to react when and if it happens. In the first season of Meet the Producer, I was a new producer myself. But since then, and partly due to the advice I received making that series, My projects have advanced considerably, and my knowledge and confidence in the role is growing. Awards may be some way off now for the moment, but after a career covering them as a critic and presenter on the red carpets and in news studios, they're the destination I'm aiming for as a filmmaker from the start. Why not? So let's get going and meet the producer. My guest on this episode is Alexandra Derbyshire, a British producer with a soaring list of credits from working on Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Anna Karenina to her success with director Paul King on Paddington and Paddington 2 to the giant Jurassic World Dominion and her current hugely anticipated project with King overseeing Timothy Chalamet, who stars in Wonka as Willy Wonka before he runs the chocolate factory. So I asked Alex, who's also deputy chair of the BAFTA Film Committee, if there was any pressure of expectation on working on something the size of Wonka and how her career had built up to projects of this magnitude. Well, the more experience you get, the the bigger the projects can become. I've also been very lucky to work with Paul King, who whose films have got bigger and bigger. Mm. So I've tagged along. You did Bunny and the Bull as well? No, I didn't. You didn't do the first one? No, no. I did, I did the, both the Paddingtons there. And how did you, you know, how did you two get together, you and Paul, as a, as a sort of... So I had, I had done a few budgets for David for, for smaller films. And so I knew David Heyman and uh, Rosie at Heyday. And... David sort of casually mentioned Paddington to me in a, in a conversation. I think we were having lunch. And I said, oh, please, can I do that film? Please, can I do that film? And he said, no, I'm sorry, Alex, you've never done visual effects before, so, um, and we really need someone who's done visual effects. So I was like, okay, I know all the other pieces of filmmaking, and I'm sure I could learn. And the film at the time was going to be a slightly bigger film, I think, with Warner Brothers. Mm. And then that, didn't, that deal didn't happen, and it went to Studio Canal. And I think they, they then suddenly liked the idea of someone who might be able to pull something off for a slightly smaller price. So 
I went to meet Paul. Paul. David got me in and I went to meet Paul. And we got on really well. And I think the, the VFX thing was overlooked. <laughs> and um, I learned how to do visual effects and a, and a CG creature on that film. And, and I was right. Yeah. I, I, did, I could do it. Yeah, well, you're one of the cutest <laughs> CG creatures ever. Really. It's one, one thing I've learned is that you generally say yes to things rather than that, that you can do something rather than you can't. Oh, yes, that is good. So, um, what's your name? Hmm? Do bears even have names? Hmm. Of course we do. My name is... Beg your pardon? Right. Well, go on. Hmm? You try it. Look at the throat. <clears throat> Mr. Brown, that is extremely rude. When I say they get bigger, do they feel bigger? Is it just more it's... bigger paperwork, but more, more on the desktop? I mean, they're more complicated. Certainly Wonka's a very complicated film, but the... The building blocks are the same whether you're making a $2 million film or a $200 million Mm -hmm. film. It's really the same process, the same personalities, the same... And there's always a complexity. There's always a complexity. I mean, it could be that you have only a small amount of money Mm. and that's the complexity, but they all have different challenges. What are the building blocks, according to you? Well, so the building blocks are a script. Obviously, it starts with the script. And then breaking that script down into its component parts, which are cast, locations, equipment that might be needed, and then figuring out whether you're in a studio, what sets need to be built, literally the parts of the movie, negotiating and figuring out how many days that might Mm -hmm. take to shoot... So on a small film, probably the smallest that I've done would be, say, a 25-day shoot. What film's that? Up to, I think that was, well, that would have been, that's a, um, a very small film I did with, with my husband called Latvia, and we just got lots of favours in. The smallest, I think, a, a film, my first feature film, which I line produced, was a film called Creep. That was 36 days. I remember it being... Six six day weeks about um, the, the creature on the underground. Yeah, uh, Sean that Harris. One, yeah, yeah, with Frank Potente yeah. running around yeah. the underground. I think I did. I remember doing a piece for BBC really? News about it, Do where you? I had to run around <laughs> the underground, kind of being a bit shocked because well, it was one felt... of the first. To, to, it was I don't know, it was one of the first to shoot on the underground for a long time. Yes, and we and we were also it was a co production with with cologne film fund i can't remember their exact name but we had to shoot half of it half of this six weeks was in was in cologne and i remember franca got ill she had appendicitis or something we have to close down the whole thing i mean that's the kind of stuff that happens (laughs) that you can never legislate for but yeah it was it was we made these amazing sets in a warehouse in in cologne so that's 36 days. And then Jurassic, which Jurassic World, the Dominion, the last one, is probably the longest shoot. I, I think we 
I think we kept it under 100 days, but it was night, It was night in the high 90s. And that was here in the UK? We shot it all here in the UK main unit, and the second unit went to Malta. We were going to all go to Malta, but it was COVID, and so we, weren't, we couldn't really pull that off. You didn't get to go to Malta? Well, I went on the recce, okay. and it's, it's a great place to shoot, apart from the fact... I mean, it's a lovely location, but there's also a massive tax credit there. Mm. So anyone who wants to make a film in Malta go and, go and check it out they're, um, they're very very helpful and friendly and I think you get 45% back wow I think so I told you that before you did I'm, yeah. I'm thinking they need to get to Malta <laughs> quickly yeah. you see when you do you, you get the script and you explode it into all those into those parts mm-hmm. are you often involved before that as a producer well I have some projects that I'm trying to develop myself which I am in the before stage of um, so I have a um, a novel that I'm that I'm optioning that I think would make a very good TV show, um, which a friend of mine wrote a long time ago, and I've reread it recently. And I think so. That, so there's so there's that, and so that's a that's a new adventure for yeah. me. So it's it's taking a, a book and then thinking about how it how it would break down and getting someone to write it as a, it's as a, a TV a, no, show. No offense, that's quite. You, that's taken you quite some time before you said, right, I can orig- originate my own project rather than... Well, I just kept getting hired onto people's <laughs> films. And, and the good thing about being hired on someone else's films is you just get paid. You right, know? You this get, is good advice. You show up, you get paid, you do your job, you say goodbye, and you don't have to spend five years developing something. So I have been very lucky to be in, a, in the fortunate position that that's happened to me. But it's about time that I, you know, I start originating things. So there's a there's one script with a Puerto Rican director that I'm trying to that I'm trying to develop, um, and then a, another project which is a, an original idea of mine that I'm developing with an actor friend. So it might happen, but I might have retired by the time <laughs> it comes to fruition. <laughs> And do you get across the financing as well? You, when you talked about the script and you, you were breaking it down into days and constituent parts and cast, etc. I, you... I used to do that when, because now I'm working on studio films. There's, they, it, that, I, that doesn't really come into play so much. I mean, I, I am definitely involved in saying how much a film will cost, but not finding the money because, mm. for example, Wonka is a Warner Brothers film, so we're dealing with one financier, so to speak. Um, but on when I when I w- worked with Eving Studios on on some smaller projects, yes, it was always you know th- there always seemed to be a missing five hundred thousand, and it was like where can we get the five hundred thousand? And and there was you know sale and leaseback schemes. I don't know if they still have them, but that sort of you know ta- tax sufficient um, funding schemes. Obviously, the great thing about the UK is there's still the BFI and Film Four and the yeah. BBC, but I might be going to them for my for my my own projects, but I haven't dealt with them recently. But you go to your own projects, and you would be producing them. Yes. I assume so. They they would go. Well, she really knows what she's doing. Well, hopefully Is that's it? one good thing about you know they can see that I've made a few. Yeah. So if they like the ideas, we'll and, see. And when you've, what's the most important elements for you when you've been sort of hired? Let's say like when you make with Paul King, when you click with the director. Like that, because you're there, you know, they, that's the relationship, the key yeah. relationship. Well, I think there's always, I mean, the, the, the role of the producer, as I see it, is to, because I've been fortunate to work with great directors, is that you, you're trying to help them to facilitate 
their vision as much as possible, but there are always restrictions because there they will even on a big film fin- the finances do come into play. So I think that the relationship is about trust and about a conversation about you know what what could we do here that does the same thing but maybe doesn't cost quite as much or you know is there an alternative and 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 getting getting the the script to the point before you shoot where you're not going to be cutting out lots of scenes in the edit that's you know that's really hard to do but actually talking that through and saying do we you know do we really do do we think we really need to to have all of these scenes um but it's you know it's basically for me it feels mostly like a a, a support role to the director. And, but you do, when I spoke to you about it, you seem very involved, like, you know, if, if it feels working, if it's funny at the test screenings, at the, you know, you, you, you become not, it's not just a sort of job of work, it seems to me. You're very wholeheartedly and passionately Absolutely. involved. I mean, I, I mean, that's one thing about, that I feel so fortunate about. I've never, I, I think it's fair to say I have always wanted to go to work every single day that I've, I've been. I mean, I've done. I've been in this business thirty years now, or even more. It might be thirty-five, and um, and I just love it. And I do get very passionate about it. And I think, I think you know, it, you have to be. I think you absolutely have to be. There's no point going into filmmaking if you don't really want to mm. do it. Um, but it's a brilliant life if you do. As you are just about to find <laughs> out. Find out. But I'm, orig- I'm not. Really, I didn't write the project. But I am developing it and originating yeah. it. So, I, but so that's why I'm interested in the building blocks. Yeah. So now, when I told you about it, and you said, "Oh well, you're going to need eight weeks prep and you know twelve weeks shoot and twenty five post." It's like, oh, thanks. oh, you remembered that immediately. Yeah. I got that. So, well, it obviously depends what it is, but um, and a bigger film would would need more than that. But I think it sounds like you've been you've been clever finding something that's quite manageable. And getting a really good director on board, and you know th- those are the first building blocks. Script that's makeable, mm. and within the sort of zone of budget you think you can raise, and a director. Yeah, who so, can do it? So who can do and it? He's doing a really good yeah. job with the script as well. Yeah. He's, yeah, exactly. So I mean, those are the first two building blocks, and probably the biggest ones. Yes, and then from there, it's 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 making decisions and and that's what the job is actually is just somebody's got to make the decisions on a film and it tends to be the producer mm-hmm. that makes most of them not the tiny ones but quite a lot of the medium and the bigger ones and and I think that's you have to how do you do that well you just have to do it and sometimes it doesn't matter if it's the right one, there isn't a right one or a wrong one. It's about forward momentum and making decisions and people look to you to make the decision. And it's, it's interesting how people don't really like to make decisions. No, if you can If you, if you can decision. get someone yeah. else to do it. And so it's quite often, you know, is this going to be a studio set or a location? Well, I don't know, let's, let's weigh it up. And it, it looks, you know, it looks roughly similar, similar issues. Different issues, similar kind of money. I I have to probably say, okay, well let's let's do let's let's build that one. And you are know. you are you so good at it now that like whatever you've decided, that's that's what we've decided, that's what we're doing, and well, I'm right. Or do you just sit home here at night going, Frikey, what have I done? No, I don't really do that. Mm. So but you would drive yourself mad. You're, and also, you're always moving forward. I think it's 
must be so hard to be a director because you've done your shoot day and you have to move on, really. I mean, you can't do that day again. The days are so expensive. And some directors look at what they've done in the, in, in the evening or, or, the, or the next morning and some just don't. They just like, leave it all aside <laughs> until the very end. Um, I don't know which kind of director I'd be, but um, it's, it's a lot of filmmaking is about forward momentum. Just let's get it done. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I mean, I'm, even now, when I've sort of got the director and I've got the, the script and they're working on it together, the writer and the director, and that's good. And uh, I'm like, well, what do, I, what do I do in the meantime? I want to keep it going. Well, there are, there are also infinite possibilities, and, and and because we're in a digital age, there are even more infinite possibilities. I mean, if you were typing a script on a typewriter relative to doing a final draft version of a script, just the process is so much faster. Yeah. If you're filming on digital as opposed to film, you, you, you can film more, which means there's more to edit, which means the whole thing becomes bigger. So sometimes you need to have a bit of discipline has to come into play. You have to say, okay, the script is now ready and that will be your job to say, okay, I think we can film this now yeah. with the director, obviously, but you know, otherwise things could be written forever. Things could be edited forever. Yeah, you see yeah. it, and, and, and at least they can't be shot forever, because you say there's a sort of budget. They can't be shot forever, that's the one thing that can't really yeah. happen. I don't think we're going to shoot on film, you scared me now, you probably might, no, you want, to, you might want to shoot on film. There's, there are arguments, both, but in a way, shooting on film is, it, there's more discipline, because you know that, especially with a smaller budget thing, you only have a certain amount of film stock and processing money. Tell me about... Um, Wonka, because that's, I mean, that's miles away from where, 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 where I am, but you've got a wonderful star in Timothy Chalamet. He's, he's incredible. Is he? Yeah, he's secret. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no secret there. He's, um, he's absolutely brilliant, works really hard, um, is, a, I think, one of, one of the best actors I've, I've ever had the wow. pleasure of working with. He's one of the best of his generation. I mean, he's kind of... He's kind of he's the, he's the, I mean, he's... The, He's, he's so young, though. Still, he's isn't he? so young and so versatile. You feel like he could, he could do, he could do anything. Yeah, it's almost the cannibal. Recently. Bones and all <laughs> to Wonka to June to you know, um, call me by your name. It's it, it really, I mean, for he's incredible. Yeah, and he's 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 had, you know, he he def- he went through acting training. Not everyone does, but he's and he takes he takes his work. Very, very, very seriously in a really nice way. I know directors love working with him. Well, it's a big Wonka is a big responsibility. A because he's, the lead, is. he's the lead on his own yeah. in it. You yeah. know, call me by name. There's others, and you know, even with, with Bones and all, there's a sort of partnership there. So this is, you know, he's the title character. Plus, it's a sort of treasured, kind of valuable character that that Gene Wilder's played before, Johnny Depp's played before. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of got to I know. do something on it. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's he's. Well, we'll have to see what you think. Yeah. Well, I mean, even <laughs> Come the, Christmas. Even the first picture looked amazing. No, he's, he's amazing. And, what does, and so are the rest of the cast, yeah. by the way. So what, how many... I mean, what's involved in Wonka? How big is it? What What's the... How big is it? Well, I can't tell you very much about the story. No, no, I'm not. Um, um, but it was a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big film. It was, it was, we shot it at um, mostly in Leavesden Studios, a little bit on location. It is getting harder to... It's getting harder to shoot on location, I feel. I think, you know, just 
a London location on a on a medium to big movie is so expensive just for keep you know and maybe all of those houses that we film in have been filmed in too many times now and everyone's a little bit you know a little bit more reticent about letting their spaces so you see that even between Paddington and well even between yeah between between Paddington and Wonka it's it's got it's got it's got slightly tougher I think Mm. to be on location and and other people are saying that so it's it's such a great city to to film in we we shot um a bit in Bath that was a very good experience and in Oxford as well um in the university quarter so you know it can be done, but mostly we were we were building sets. How so many people? How many people? How your, many people? I th- your payroll. I, I under think. Your I think, including, including construction, there must have been seven hundred. Or my, and the shooting crew were about two hundred and fifty. So that's on set, and your film will probably be a hundred. Okay. Maybe eighty if you're if you're eighty nice to hundred. Yeah, um, but once you get bigger sets, there's a lot of electricians. There's a, an awful lot of construction, and I don't know. I think it just sort of something happens that it becomes a big film. <laughs> um, I haven't quite broken it down, but um, also everything has to happen fast. So you, because the shoot days are very expensive, so you just have extra people to to service that, I suppose. But and then visual effects now, I don't know how many there are. But I've got to say that, that dear listener, when I came in, Alex was on the phone to, <laughs> to some VX, VFX, I don't know, the supervisor or whatever. Yeah, so the you liaise, so you're, yes, you're on to the VFX producer, that's your relationship with them. And then. So I, I, I speak to him a lot. Mm. He's, in, he's in the post production office, so I'm, you know, usually I'm there. Um, so we're all in the cutting room together. Um, because things change so much, and you've got to keep a handle on, you know, what 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 we can do. And as I said to you earlier, when we weren't recording, I I always try to say yes to the things that I can say yes to. So I have to have a very good grasp of where we are at every, you know, at on every given wise. point. Yeah, budget wise, <clears throat> because I don't want to say to Paul, for example, we we can't do something if if we actually can, but it's so movable. It's hard to, it, you know, so I have a lot of conversations about <laughs> where we are. So, yeah, Wonka is, so visual effects-wise, there's, I imagine there's 400 people working, some of them remotely, some of them at Framestore. Um, Framestore are doing all the visual effects on this. They did Paddington as well. Mm-hmm. So we have a really close relationship. So I was going to ask about that. So, you know, you've got the VX, that's one department. So HOD, you, you, you sort out all the heads of department? With Paul and yeah. David, yeah, so so there's there's there are some people who we who we who Paul would want to carry through or any director would want to carry through. There's some you know some sometimes they're not available. So we have so that and at that early stage when we're talking about the script and working out how much what the film is and what the shape of it. At that point, quite early when we do early casting, we're looking for HODs, which is. Which is a casting process in itself. Right. There'll be lists. There's, you know, there are lists, and then, and then we'll, you know, we'll say who who we think would be good, and might interview. Not lots of people, maybe four or five for a for a role that's, you know, sort of for a DOP or a designer. Right. So, what costumes, for example, on Wonka? I should imagine are something. Costumes on Wonka are with Lindy Hemming, who did do Paddington, and um, they're 
fabulous. In fact, <laughs> I spoke to her this morning and told her how wonderful they were. Yeah, really, they can become such a character in a yes. film, and her and Paul really see eye to eye and have a very close relationship. So, so that's and and you know, she always says, "Oh, I'm not doing another film," and then. And then she comes back. <laughs> it's very nice. You, you know that it, it, you know, it's so key to, presumably, from, just from the teasers I've seen of Wonka, just... Uh, yeah, that, that also, 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 the costume department have, and particularly the designer, have such a close relationship with the cast. And they were the first, really, the first department that the cast comes into contact with. So it's very, very important to have someone in, in that, Costume designer, and in fact, in the in the, even you know in the supervisor roles that understand the cast and understand how character can be portrayed through costume because actors love to mm-hmm. obviously Don't have all a very costume, good ones know know this. They they do they do of course, but it's but it's but it's a, it's it's also a, a relationship thing. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I suppose some can handle a bigger bigger costume cupboards than others. You know. Yeah, and we on something like Wonka, a lot of the costumes are made. Obviously, it's a you know it's a period movie. So then you have you know the whole the whole team is so amazing going into the costume workshop, and everyone's sewing and stitching, and you know, it's, it's great. I love I love that part of it. And so then that goes through every. So yes, hair and makeup designer, um, and then there's you know. Obviously, the DOP, the production designer. So all of Who's those. Who's your DOP? Am I allowed to? Um, Chung Hun Chung. And wh- where did that relationship? Where did, that, where did came that, from, from? that came from an, an, an interviewing process and um, recommendation. He shot that beautiful film, The Handmaiden. Mm. Yeah. Apart from book. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he's amazing. He's really, really great and very, very funny. Yeah. How not? <laughs> I mean, what a, that's a, that's an interesting. It's not slightly left field higher, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Every Korean cinema is huge, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd he'd also also done the Edgar Wright film, The Last Night in Seoul. Yes, which I thought um, would look beautiful. Which is beautiful looking. And, you know, now we're talking about, you know, we're coming to the nearing the end of post, we're talking about who's going to to grade the film. And obviously, that, you know, that's a whole, that's a whole nother process that really solidifies the look. Where because now again talking about digital, you can you can really affect. Yeah. You know when I started, it was it was looking at looking at prints in Technicolor and doing you know color timings literally on on you know on the on the RGB numbers, but now it's you know so sophisticated, takes about three weeks. <laughs> Everything is poured over, so we're really excited. But it's about quite a key that. thing for directors. Absolutely. Now, I mean, the grades got it's like. I'm on a grade. Like exactly. A, Rather than giving notes and everyone... I mean, I, I'm sure other directors... Directors work differently, but it's a very hands-on process. Um, yeah. What's your... As I'm about to deal with the director a lot, which I'm really looking forward to, he's great, really exciting. What's your tip for dealing with directors? I mean, you've, you've obviously got a great relationship with Paul King, but you've worked with others. And, you know, what is there... Is there a, with directors. I mean, they're all different, presumably. Well, they are all different. I mean, I think it's it's really what I said before about being, being uh, you know, being a support. Obviously, it's really hard directing a film, and it's really hard. There's a lot of noise, I suppose. There's a lot of people wanting to know a lot of things. So sometimes I'm a filter for some of that, when I can be, and trying to distill the questions into into sort of manageable answering the questions I think I can answer 
So making space for the director is one thing because mm. I think it really is something that you, you need your head for. And being supportive and talking through ideas and figuring it out. I mean, it should be, it will be really good fun. But knowing knowing what can be done and what can't be done, I think just comes with comes with doing it. So yeah. so when when you do yours, although obviously you know a lot about films and you've you you know aesthetically a lot about what you'll want and how you want the film to feel, the making of it you you should make sure that you get someone really, really yes. crack, you know, that can that can help you because then you'll be free to be with the director. Like, so what as a as a as a line producer yeah. yeah and obviously you know I've mostly done line producing coming through and so I I think it's you know it's it's a good route to have gone because I know how I know how to do that but it's absolutely not necessary because to, there are a, so many people who do it brand, brilliantly yeah, yeah. Um, so but that for your casting, for your HODs, yeah. that's the really crucial one, I would say. The line producer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they're, you know, they. It's hard to focus because, well, it has been very busy. I don't know. People are saying maybe this year's not quite as busy as it has been, but certainly, it was hard to find good people. So, as soon as you think you know which window you might want to make your film in, make those calls early. And get people excited yes. and attached. Same with the HODs, because I think sometimes we 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 don't think films are going to happen as quickly as they do, and suddenly they do. <laughs> suddenly it's like okay, it's a lot of waiting, and then they do. A bit like mm. that, yeah. And you can never quite tell. It's when the cast come together normally is is when is is when it's like okay, we've got our window, let's go. Um, but you want you want really want to have everyone lined up. And how big's a window? Depends. Mm. Is that really what you said? Eight weeks prep, twelve weeks shoot, and then. Well, if you, I mean, you you will have done a lot of prep before you start actual mm. prep. Um, you'll you'll know, you'll need to know. I mean, there's something called soft prep, which is basically working out the plan before you have everyone on board, in a in a in a fairly loose way. But once you've got your script, you'll want to have somebody, a line producer, and maybe a first AD quite often line producers can do the whole thing, break down your script yep. into a schedule, run that by you and the director saying, I think it's, they'll say, I think it's 10 weeks as it stands and you'll go, ooh, I know Alex told me that's going to be quite expensive. <laughs> so then you might do a few modifications, get it to a schedule where you you know think it's in the, in the right area and then have that budgeted mm. so you know what you're raising your, your finance on. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's exciting. I'm excited. Right now, I'm going, 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 get an HOD. Tell them the, to, uh, yeah, get an HOD. <laughs> exactly. Get them to hurry up. <laughs> I have actually just come from a meeting with someone uh, who wants to do the music, actually. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, exciting. that's exciting. Yeah. 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 So gathering, in a way, gathering all of those, casting all of those parts gives the film a bit of momentum as well yeah. because then when you go to your financiers it's like well I've got blah and blah and this one and exactly. that one and they've and they've all kind of, they've all signed up because they like it and they like the director and, you know so it it's it's a bit of a snowball effect and certainly when you get one piece of casting that happens 
I remember on um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I, I was I was uh, a co-producer on, um, Gary Oldman said he'd play Smiley, and everyone else just wanted to do it. I mean, you, literally, Thomas Alfredson could have could have probably called on any almost anyone because they wanted they knew it was an ensemble cast. They you know it was such a such a loved piece of piece of fiction. Plus, Thomas had just done the let the, the right, right one, one in. in. Yeah. So everyone was really intrigued. He's really great. That, that film was really yeah. great. That film, yeah. I, I I absolutely love it. I don't. I know you're it's, here. But it's done. It's we saw it. The, like, was it twenty? Can it came, it, was it 20? It 20 years? 10 years, I think. 10. Yeah. It can't be 20. 10 years. And we, would do the, we did a screening at that cinema on, um, that used to be University of Westminster. I don't know if it still yeah, the is. The Regent Street yeah, Cinema. Yeah, exactly yeah. there. And I hadn't seen it almost since then. And it really holds up. Yeah, it's I can't. so do, atmospheric. Just, and the cast is extraordinary. I know. And I that, mean, the cast was great then. Yeah. But then you watch them now, I know, and they're, they're like all... Stephen Graham and Benedict Cumberbatch, I and, know. They're, and they're, they're all enormous. I know. It's so funny how that happened. And Mark Strong's in it. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, it's... I think there's a law, isn't there, that Mark Strong must be in every British <laughs> film from 2010 <laughs> to 2016. <laughs> I think that probably is some sort of rule. He's not in Wonka yet. <laughs> <laughs> voice, he does voiceovers as well, That's doesn't true, he? Yeah. You never know. The the well, what you do is you really you know from talking to you and, and hearing about it now, it, it becomes all enveloping. But you know it's almost every you, you seem to break stop it becoming like too much noise by making it step by step. Like this day we're going to do that. That we're going to do that. You 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 have to do it, it that way. It just has to be divided into its into its parts and uh, like you know it's and obviously I don't have to do everything. I you know that's why we have our HODs and they have all their department. You know they have their departments. I will mostly have meetings with the HODs because they've they do you know and they have supervisors and they and they report back financially to the production manager who is my main financial support mm-hmm. side so it's you know it, it's a I suppose it's a little bit like an army it is a, quite a lot like an army there is a there is a hierarchy and yeah. there is sometimes feels it sometimes but only occasionally feels overwhelming it's some it somehow s- manages to stay this side of manageable <laughs> and I don't know why that is it's not like I'm always working till midnight I do you know, I, I I have pretty pretty good days. I I work wherever I am. I suppose it's not like I go to the office and then I come home and I don't work. There'll always be a phone call. Yeah, but that's there. the same for everyone now. I think it probably we is. All Unless you're in France, where it's illegal to send an email after work hours, <laughs> it's illegal. That's why they're all demonstrating in the streets. That's why they take so long to make films. <laughs> Actually, I don't know how long they. That's why I'm supposed maybe, to be maybe going. It just works. That's why you tell me it's too expensive to shoot in Paris. Well, it's not necessarily, but it's people don't shoot UK films don't shoot mm. there very much. Um, but I haven't looked at it recently. But I think it's so, what I what I said is you could you can get a lot out of a couple of days shooting in Paris in the in the streets and mm. running around and getting that. And if you're you're mainly in one location, it feels like that could be probably should be here yeah. to get our our lovely tax tax incentive, which is. Very generous and sustains our film industry. To be to be honest, so 
please uh, keep that going, whoever's listening. Who's We've got a new culture secretary <laughs> as of today, actually. Okay. Oh, I don't know her. Okay, well, who, uh, I'm sorry I don't know your name, but please Lucy keep Lucy Fraser, going. I think it is. Am I right? Okay. Lucy Fraser. Literally that hot off the press. Okay. I bring you news. I haven't, I haven't read the news today, but um, yeah, they, they absolutely, and that's what keeps all these wonderful you know, American big movies coming. And, you know, I, I, I was in L.A., last week and speaking to a few LA producers um, and they was and I was saying well how do you think do you think it will continue to you know people will continue to come to the UK because it is getting a little bit more expensive to film here um, in terms of crew rates and things and and they said absolutely because the the the, the skill bed the skill set of the crews and the you know the talent here is is considered to be you know best in the world so that was good to hear that's true it is because yeah. like, you hear it you do hear yeah. it and we say it a lot in film yeah. London Adrian what they say it a lot yeah and you think and it's a, pre- a line the press like to sort of say yeah. but it's um it's amazing when it, it is actually true but I think it's also because because it's been affordable to film here that's generated more training which has generated these crews and you know we we can have we can have a lot a lot of simultaneous productions happening here um so it is you know it is it is a great place to work so yeah anyway have you worked in hollywood i've done i've i've shot there a little bit as a part of other films um but i haven't done a whole film there i've been really wanting to be in london because my kids have been growing up but my youngest is now 18, so I'm, I can go anywhere now. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> well, now you've got your own projects, you can decide. Exactly. Yeah. Well, one of them is definitely a, a US-based film, um, um, and then one of them probably is. So I know it's so funny. When, it's mad when your baby becomes 18 there. <laughs> Better get on with this producer. Well, look at Tinker Tailor Soldier. <laughs> Baby, that's, you, you nearly made it 20, but I think it's still at least no, 11 or 10. <laughs> Listen, Wonka is uh, Christmas, is that right? That's the, that, that's the plan. Very exciting. Yeah, I and, know. And will you be sort of working on it all the way up to Christmas? I as don't, you can I, I, always? We're, we're hoping that it will be... I think we, we've got a, a, a little bit of additional photography to do very soon, and then... Um, we'll be we'll be into the last bits of, of post. So, but that includes music recording, sound mixing, grading. So that will be. We'll, I think end of June, somewhere around end of June, it'll go in a it'll go on a shelf <laughs> waiting for Christmas. But uh, a little golden yeah. wrap, I hope so. Yeah, exactly, golden well, ticket. Yeah, and then you have to do the. Do you get involved with the? tour and the junkets and the sort of world well, it, this is big I, you know this is I, world tour I, stuff I, I, I will I will do it depends how they do it I mean a lot of it's done on on zooms mm. now and but absolutely definitely if if they want to go to Japan I'd love to do that <laughs> <laughs> well he's um, the channel is huge obviously everywhere but yeah. in Japan yeah. in particular and I think Wonka yeah. is probably I think it depends who's who's doing what, but I imagine that would be November time. Probably. Yeah. Well, you better get yeah. you better get 
packed. Get the frocks yeah. ready. <laughs> so cute. Alex, thank, thank you for being on the show. It's really, really fantastic to well, talk to you and to benefit from your wisdom. Uh, and I'm going to go out and find an HOD now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, call me anytime. I'll, I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. So what did we learn from talking to Alexandra Derbyshire? I loved her calm approach. You know, the way there feels no need to panic. Her advice on forward momentum and decisions comes from that great experience. So I loved that. And how to break it all down into steps and the importance of the HODs, the heads of department, and how costume and hair and makeup work so closely with the actors and that point of contact every day, how crucial that is. Alexandra Derbyshire, expert producer, I'd say. Thanks for listening to Meet the Producer from the Production Guild of Great Britain and sponsored by PSN Production Service Network. To find out more about them and the key resources they can provide for producers, go to productionguild.com and productionservicenetwork.com. And for more about me, it's jasonsolomons.com. And we'll all see you on the next episode.